the crucifixion of Jesus was a joint attempt by the Jewish leaders and the Roman Empire. But they did not plan it together beforehand. It is the worst case of judicial murder without any criminal charges. Crucifixion was not in the Jewish law. The worst method of murder in the Jewish law was stoning to death. Crucifixion was a Roman punishment. When Jesus was crucified, Jews murdered Jesus and Romans crucified him. What was the cause behind the crucifixion of Jesus? Cause and effect is a universal theory. For every effect, there is a cause. Every villain has his argument for his action. He may be murdering to take revenge, to protect his honor, to promote his personal purpose, etc. Even an addict to alcoholism or drugs has his arguments. He may argue that he is trying to escape from frustration, depression, hopelessness in his life, loneliness, or he may argue that he is trying to escape from financial breakdown or the breakdown of relationships. Though addiction to alcoholism and drugs is not a way of escape, the addicted people makes arguments in favor of it. So there must be a cause behind the murder of Jesus. So Jews should have a reason to kill Jesus. What was it? What is the significance of it to us? This is what we discuss in this message. I am Professor Jacob Abraham from naftaletribe.com and each is 24-7 Kochi, India. Let us go into the message why they crucified Jesus. Let us start with the arrest of Jesus. The Jewish leaders had formed accusations against Jesus, but they lacked sufficient evidence against him. Still they arrested Jesus. Matthew chapter 26 verse 59 and 60 is uh, about an incident just after the arrest of Jesus. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward. So accusations against Jesus was ready with them, but they had no evidence. In John 5 verse 18 we read, For this reason they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with the God. Jews murdered Jesus because he claimed to be the son of God. We, those who believe in Jesus, are blessed with the same truth that Jesus is the son of God. In John chapter 7, verse 12, we read, Among the crowds there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, He is a good man. Others replied, No, he deceives the people. So these were some of the accusations they made 
against Jesus, but the need witness to the accusations starts against him. But they do not get any witness before arresting Jesus. This was a bad case of crime and punishment. Justice is to arrest a person on the ground of clear evidence. Here an innocent man is arrested without any evidence against him and evidence is formed after his arrest. Still Jesus was arrested like a thief or a highway robber. Matthew chapter 26 verse 47 While he was still speaking Judas one of the 12 arrived with him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people In Matthew 26 verse 55 Jesus is is asking this question in that hour Jesus said to the crowd am i leading a rebellion that you have come out with the swords and clubs to capture me every day i sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me jesus was not a rebel he was not a robber he was a jewish rabbi the way he was arrested was injustice let us move along with jesus after the arrest jesus is standing before the chief priest matthew 26 verse 59-61 The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. So they decided to put Jesus into death even before they could collect, they could gather any evidence against him. In verse 20, but they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in 3 days. Let us see the truth behind this false accusation. Jesus made a statement like this uh, in John chapter 2 verse 18 to 22. Let me read it for you. The Jews that responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove You are authority to do all this. Verse 19, Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. Jesus was talking about his body. Actually, Jesus was talking about his death. that they will kill him they will murder him but on the third day he will resurrect from the grave in verse 22 after he was raised from the dead his disciples recalled what he had said then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken so Jesus was talking about his death and resurrection but the religiously blind Jews could not understand it so this misinterpreted in such a way that jesus claimed to rebuild the temple at uh, uh, jerusalem within 3 days in matthew chapter 26 verse 63 to 66 we read but jesus remained silent 
the high priest said to him i charge you under oath by the living god tell us if you are the messiah the son of god in verse 64 you have said so jesus replied but i say to all of you from now on you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven then the high priest tore his clothes and said he has spoken blasphemy why do we need any more witness look now you have heard the blasphemy what do you think he is worthy of death they answered jews accused him of four things four accusations were made by the jews or the jewish religious leaders one blasphemy making himself equal with the god called himself christ the son of god though jews accused jesus with blasphemy because he claimed that he is the son of god we are glad that jesus said so we believe that jesus is really the son of god and the second accusation made against jesus is that jesus claimed to destroy the temple but jesus did not uh, did not said anywhere that he will destroy the temple he was talking about his death that the jews will destroy his body that is a temple and it will be rebuilt within 3 days that on the third day jesus will resurrect jesus was talking about his death and resurrection but the religiously blind jews did not understand it and the third accusation was that he deceived the people that is utterly wrong jesus never deceived any people we will look into this accusation uh, soon and the fourth accusation made against jesus is that he broke the sabbath he broke he broke mosaic laws let us see into the truth of the last two accusations that jesus was a rabbi with authority jesus seems to be a type of rabbi believed to have smicha or authority to make new interpretations most of the teachers were torah teachers or the teachers of the law who could only teach accepted interpretations those with authority or as we call them today ordination could make new interpretations and pass legal judgments in matthew chapter 7 verse 28 to 29 when jesus had finished saying these things the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught us one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law and jesus spoke like a one who had smicha or authority to make new interpretations the teachers were torah teachers who could only teach accepted interpretations rabbi invited people to learn from them to keep the torah this invitation was called taking the yoke of torah or the yoke of the kingdom of heaven rabbis with the smicha or authority would have a new interpretation or a new yoke torah teachers would teach the accepted interpretations or yoke of their community 
Jesus was a rabbi who would present a new interpretation that was easy and light. That is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is speaking about the yoke of Torah or the yoke of the kingdom of God or the interpretations of Jesus as a Jewish rabbi of the Torah. Now fulfilling the Torah also has a definite meaning. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 and 18, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. But truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Now fulfilling the Torah was the task of a first century rabbi. the technical term for interpreting the scripture so it would be obeyed correctly was fulfilled when jesus said that he came to fulfill the torah he meant that he came to interpret the scripture correctly so that people can obey it to interpret the scripture incorrectly so it would not be obeyed as god intended was to destroy or to abolish torah Jesus did not come to do away with God's Torah or Old Testament. He came to complete it and show how to correctly keep it. One of the ways Jesus interpreted the Torah was to stress the importance of the right attitude of heart as well as the right action. But Jesus' teachings were disruptive. Disruptive teachings of Uh, Jesus actually disturbed the Jewish leaders. The most important challenge Jesus presented was entirely and profoundly religious. His forgiving of sins was a galvanizing issue among the opposition. Jesus was claiming a prerogative of God. If people could get their sins forgiven by an itinerant preacher, why bother to make sacrifice? This raised a threat to temple contributions. It affected the income of the bankers who exchanged the pagan currency for richly pure coins. It destroyed the business of the vendors of the sacred animals for the sacrifice. There was real money I to stay here. And the most disruptive teaching of Jesus was that I am the way. That Jesus is the way to salvation. Jesus was only one of many figures who started movements, gained followers and raised hopes that Messiah had finally come. But he was unique in his emphasis on himself as the very means of salvation. Jesus claimed I am the way that means Jesus is the way not the religion Judaism 
This was a significant departure from Judaism. Jews of his time believed that a membership in the Jewish community and living the Jewish way of life would lead to holiness. But what authority did Jesus set forth? This proposition that everything depended on him, that he is the way to salvation, he is the way to holiness, and he is the way to the kingdom of God. And if people chose to follow the course Jesus laid out for them, living as Jews became less important than living by his words and his example and his promises. Would they still be Jews? This is an important question. So Jesus claimed that he is the way to salvation and to eternal life was really disruptive that the Jewish leaders were forced to do something against it. The Jews had a law to punish a blasphemer that was to stone the blasphemer. In John 1907, the Jewish leaders insisted We have a law and according to that law he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. In Leviticus chapter 24 verse 16 we read this law. Anyone who blasphemies the name of the Lord is to be put to death. The entire assembly must stone him. Whether foreigner or native born when they blaspheme the name they are to be put to death. Jews had the law to kill a blasphemer. They accused Jesus of blasphemy, but Jews did not kill Jesus. Why? That is an important question. One reason might be that they have ordered him worthy of death, but they could not put him to death. As far as it concerned, affairs of the states. The power of life and death was in all probability taken from the Jews when Judea was made a Roman province. Yet it was continued to them in matters which were wholly of an ecclesiastical nature. Jews could stone Jesus to death if they wanted it in such a way. But the Jewish leaders of the time preferred to persuade the Roman governor Pilate that they were proceeding against Jesus as an enemy of the state and not as a transgressor of their own laws and customs. They laid peculiar stress on his being an enemy to the Roman government. And on one occasion when they found Pilate disposed to let him go, They asserted that if he did, he was not Caesar's friend. It was this that intimidated Pilate and induced him to give him up that they might crucify him. Crucification was the fulfillment of the scripture. Unknowingly and unintentionally, Jews of the time were fulfilling the scripture. In Matthew chapter 20 verse 18 19 we read we are going up to Jerusalem the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law they will condemn him to death 
and will hand him over to the gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified on the third day he'll be rise to life a crucifixion was the fulfillment of the jesus words about his death so jews did not kill jesus but they took him to the roman authorities for crucifixion now jesus is standing before pilate or the roman law before the roman law jesus was tried not as a false teacher not as a blasphemer but as a rebel to the empire matthew 27:11 meanwhile jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him are you the king of the jews you have said so jesus replied while romans were ruling the judea the king of jews is a usurper to the rome but pilate did not take the claim of jesus as a king seriously it might be because jesus and his followers posed no threat to roman empire they seems to pilate a group of freaks and antics luke chapter 23 verse 1 to 4 Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate and they began to accuse him saying we have found this man subverting our nation he opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be messiah a king so Pilate asked Jesus are you the king of Jews you have said so Jesus replied then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd I find no basis for a charge against uh, this man. In John 19 verse 12 from the north Pilate tried to set Jesus free but the Jewish leaders kept shouting if you let this man go you are no friend of Caesar anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. In Luke 23 24 the final verdict comes from Pilate So Pilate decided to grant their demands. When the Jewish leaders wanted to kill someone, they usually sent their henchmen to gather a mob and stone the victim to death. Crucifixion was a Roman method of punishment, and it is a basic fact that Roman soldiers, not Jews, put Jesus on the cross. Roman soldiers crucified Jesus under the accusation of rebellion. against the roman empire under roman law anyone who claimed to be a king was guilty of rebellion against the emperor the normal punishment was crucifixion and the king presumption continues even after the verdict in matthew 27 29 and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head they put a staff in his right hand then they knelt in front of him and mocked him hail king of the jews they said in matthew 27 37 above his head they placed the written charge against him this is jesus the king of the jews was jesus really a king Yes, Jesus really was a king and Jesus is a king and he is to come back again as the king of kings. 
In John chapter 18, verse 33, 36, 37, 38, we read, verse 33, Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? To the question, Jesus answers, verse 36, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. Jesus is the king. He is the king of kings. But his kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. Verse 37. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Verse 38. What is truth? Retorted Felix. With this he went out again to the Jews, gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. So Jesus continuously claimed that he is the king. He never gave up the truth that he is the king. Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. Jesus was a king. Jesus is a king. And Jesus is to come again as the king of kings. But during the time of his ministry and during the time of his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus was a rejected king. Jesus was a king rejected both by the Jews and the Gentiles. Now this is a very important point. Jesus was rejected during his time by the Jews as well as by the Gentiles by the by the Jewish religious leaders as well as by the Roman government John chapter 19 verse 15 is a shocking statement said by the Jews but they shouted take him away take him away crucify him shall i crucify your king philip asked and the jews answered this is a very shocking statement we have no king but caesar the chief priests answered remember that god created a special group of people called israel so that god will be their king god will be their god and they will have no other king here the jewish religious leaders themselves is shouting they are claiming they are accepting they are confessing that their king is the roman king caesar the gentile king caesar jesus was not only rejected as a king but also they accepted a gentile king as the king finally let me read a verse from Hebrews chapter 9 verse 16 to 22 please listen to this verse with carefully in the case of a will it is necessary to prove the death of the one who made it because a will is in force only when someone had died it never takes effect while the one who made it is living by his death jesus brought into force a new will a new will that offered a salvation by grace through faith in Jesus a new will 
that makes us joint heirs of the kingdom of God. Let me conclude with a big thanks.